Good morning and welcome to the Mental Health Worship of the Northern Conference of South Africa. Let us pray together before we start. Heavenly Father, um, as this morning has broken and there is a bit of rain outside, Lord, I pray that this day's message will be refreshing to us as the rain is to the earth. Lord, may you speak to our hearts and Lord, may you strengthen us during the times that we live in because we believe that your coming is fast approaching. Bless us now, Lord Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. I'd like to invite you to read a scripture reading with me this morning from the book of James chapter 1 and verse 2. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brethren, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith will work for patience. And let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and entirely perfect, wanting nothing. The title for my talk this morning is The Things That Were Supposed to Destroy Us. My name is Nandi Fleming, and I will be your host for this morning's worship. I'd like to speak about the things that are going to destroy us or, who, or that are supposed to destroy us. I'd like to state that the only thing that can really destroy us in this world is sin. You see, Satan wants to bind us up in sin and he wants to use hardships to do so. God, however, on the other hand, wants to set us free and he will also use hardships to do so. You see, there are many names for hardships. We might call them a terrible darkness in our lives, or an all-consuming fire, or a treacherous river that we have to pass through, or perhaps a barren land that we have to scale. You see, these times often make us feel abandoned. They hurt us, they suffocate us, and it makes us feel like we can't breathe. They leave us thirsting and aching for relief. Have you perhaps ever experienced any of these hardships? If your answer is yes, it means not only have you experienced these hardships, but you have also survived them. As we are facing this COVID-19, it comes to us in the form of a hardship and it brings with it many trials, trials into the lives of God's people. You see, the worries that we are facing and this is not just COVID-19, but our every normal day hardships and trials unfortunately have not left us either. Many of you are facing more than one trial at a time. Finances were already an issue. Your boss wanting you to turn a blind eye to their misgivings and misleadings. Your marriage might be struggling. Your children may be addicted to substances or other things. And then sometimes there's even your own sinful tendencies that are perhaps facing a high point at this stage of your life. You see, Satan knows our normal everyday trials and sinful proclivities. And he hopes that if he places us in darkness, he hopes that if he places us in a fire, that these sinful characteristics will come out. And that sin and its faults that are in us and that are hidden will come out and be seen. I have good news though this morning. You see, Satan may set the stage for your destruction. But I know that when we serve God, he takes over the stage and he uses it to set us free. Some of you right now may be in one of these destructive situations where Satan is attempting to destroy you. Have you ever prayed and asked God to remove these hardships from your life? I know that I have. Or perhaps you're one of those who have prayed and asked God to not remove the hardships, as James said. 
that actually have prayed and said, Lord, keep the hardships, but help me to endure this trial and make me strong to go through it. The book of James, as we read in the beginning, explains that hardships and trials make us grow stronger in our faith and in our character. Lessons that are taught under pressure are often more valued and often not forgotten or repeated. There's a story that tells us how hardships help us grow. A little story about a bird. I'd like to read it to you. It says, I have read of a little bird that while his cage is full of light, never sings the song that his master would teach him. He will listen and learn a snatch of it there, a thrill of it there, but never a separate and entire melody. Then his master covers his cage with a cloth, and then in darkness, the bird listens to this one song that his master sings. The bird tries it and tries it again, sings the song until it is learned, and then he breaks forth in perfect melody. Then the cage is uncovered, and the distractions are no longer disturbing him from singing the song perfectly. Thereafter, he sings the song in the light. Thus God deals with his creatures. He has a song to teach us. He has faith to make us strong in. And when we have learned this amidst deep sorrow and affliction, we can ever sing the song of faith afterwards. We will not be distracted by the small things of life taking us away from growing in our faith and in our strength. There's a saying that goes, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Now, this saying leaves a bit of an uncomfortable feeling inside of me. But, you know, when it comes to trials, we really do need a different perspective. Um, We need to learn how to react to them and how to look at the bigger picture of what they can achieve in our lives. In gym life, there is a saying that goes, it says, pain is your friend. What? Pain? My friend? Well, the Bible also talks about apparent contradictions, things that seem to to be awful and horrible actually is there to help us and to sustain us and to make us stronger and help us to grow. James says we should be happy in trial, an apparent contradiction. Matthew writes in chapter 16, he says, For whoever will save his life will lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. Solomon also notes an apparent contradiction where he says, Cast your bread upon the waters and after many days it shall return to you. Excuse me, what? Humanly, this makes no sense. It's natural for us to want to survive, for us to want to save our lives, to want to try and persevere through whatever we can, to protect ourselves, to defend ourselves against people and things that threaten to destroy our livelihoods. And yes, Satan is on the path of destruction. He wants to destroy us. John chapter 10 verse 10 tells us, The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that thou might have life and that you may have it in more abundance. Luke chapter 9 verse 56 also talks about God. It says, For the Son of Man man has not come to destroy man's lives, but to save it. So there are two things happening in the world right now. Satan wants to destroy us and Jesus wants to save us. We should not fear, the Bible tells us in Matthew 20, 28, those who want to kill the body. It says, but we should, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather we should fear him who is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell.
Now, I want to tell you that this verse is not there to scare us into following Jesus. This verse is basically there to tell us that instead of us focusing on Satan's destruction, we should save on this, we should focus on the saving grace of Jesus Christ. We should not focus on what Satan is doing, but on what God can do. God can save the soul eternally. Yes, Satan can cause a lot of destruction on this earth, but Jesus can even transform that destruction into our redemption. Think about it this way. The things that are supposed to destroy us, that set us free. In the Bible, there are examples of this. The Israelites, while they were in Egypt, were suffering many cruelties under Pharaoh. And it was Satan's intent purpose to destroy God's people by hard labor, by putting them under severe stress in order to remove their minds from from the work of God in their lives. But instead of these hardships destroying them, it set them free because it helped them to see that they were in need of a savior. And instead of them forgetting God, they called out to God for deliverance and God set them free. Daniel in the lion's den was supposed to be eaten by the lions, but instead it actually elevated him into the courts of the king. The three Hebrew boys who were cast into the fire by Nebuchadnezzar was supposed to be destroyed by the fire. But the Bible tells us that the only thing that was destroyed in the fire was the chains that tied them down. Charles Wesley Knight says that the chains that bound those boys is a spiritual metaphor for the sins that we have in our lives. When we are cast into the darknesses, into the fires, into the rivers, into the dry lands of this life, the only things that should be destroyed are those sinful chains that bound us, not our relationship with God. God goes with us into the fire. The interesting thing is is that In the story of the three Hebrew boys, it was King Nebuchadnezzar that wanted to destroy them, but instead they were set free. You see, Satan may set the stage for your destruction, but God comes in and he climbs into the fire with us and he sets us free. The irony of this is that oftentimes when Satan wants to destroy us, he actually, when we place our lives in the hands of God, becomes an accessory to our deliverance. These terrible times, darknesses, rivers, fires, and barren lands that we have to go through, that we have to face, we should not worry about them, for they do a work in us for our salvation. Even if Satan attacks us in order to destroy us, let's keep our focus on what God can do for us. The three Hebrew boys exclaimed when King Nebuchadnezzar asked them, Is it true that you really will not bow, that you will rather burn? They said to him, Our God is able to save us, but even if he does not. They kept their focus on what God could do, not what King Nebuchadnezzar was going to do. The Bible tells us that the thing that will keep us going is is that Christ is with us in the troubles. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Neither will the flame kindle upon you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. I am your Savior. We need to learn to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You see, Satan knows that his time is short and he wants to destroy us. He's out for our physical destruction. He attacks our bodies, our health. He sometimes physically wants to kill us. He's out for our mental destruction as well. 
And the thing is, is that it's this mental destruction and spiritual destruction that is more worrying to me. Because physical destruction is obvious, but Satan works in small ways to destroy us mentally and spiritually. He uses things that we're not aware of, things like television programs, radios. There's a saying that goes, it's the little foxes that spoil the crops. You see, the question that I want to ask you today is, should we be worried about the obvious trials? Or should we be more worried about the non-obvious trials, the ways that Satan is getting into our lives? There's a saying that goes, how do you cook a frog? Satan used to try and destroy people by physically going after them and attacking them, making them martyrs, trying to destroy Christians by killing them. Today he is much more clever. Satan not only uses physical destruction and trials to try and destroy us, but he uses small little ways that we are unaware of. How do you cook a frog? Slowly. You put him in cold water and slowly you turn up the heat. This is what Satan is doing to us. You see, personally, the physical trials that we go in shouldn't worry us. We might go hungry, but it will not destroy us. We might lose our spouses to divorce, but it will not destroy us. We might not have an education or a job, but it will not destroy us. Being beaten and persecuted will not destroy you. Even dying will not destroy you. But what will destroy us is our own thoughts and emotions and actions in response to these hardships. The battle in this life is not for our body or our life. It is for our mind. If Satan can break us emotionally, cognitively and spiritually, then he has won. There is a pain that says, uh, there is a saying that says, pain is temporary. But don't focus on the pain. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego knew that the fire was going to be made seven times hotter. But what they knew more than the fear of dying or the fear of pain is, is that God was their savior and that God could preserve them if he chose to do so. Their focus was not on defending themselves or saving themselves, but it was on God and his power. Who of you know that it is not our job to save ourselves? We have a savior that is working for our salvation. What we should do is face the trials that will help us to exercise our faith during this time so that we can grow. In order for muscles to grow, a severe amount of strain is placed on it. Muscles tear, but they grow back stronger. This includes pain. We need to realize that in order for our faith muscles to grow, sometimes we find ourselves in strenuous circumstances and life apparently tears us down. But what matters during this time is that we exercise our faith in God and that our spiritual muscles grow back stronger. Remember that pain is temporary. We live in seasons. Pain will come and go. There will be winter and it will be cold, but I promise you there will be a summer. There will be an autumn of drought, but I promise you that there will be a springtime and a harvest. There will be dark nights in our lives, but I promise you that sunny days will come afterwards. If you are broke right now, it won't always be that way. If you are sick right now, it won't always be that way. It's a season and there will be showers of blessings too. Remember that God is in control of the seasons of our lives. And whatever you are going through, it cannot last. Um, life may change, but what should not change is our focus on God during these changing times. Don't give up on that which is permanent for problems that are temporary. So you're not losing anything in the hardships of life, except those things which are holding you back. I'd like to read a little dialogue for you that talks about how we fall apart. 
It is a conversation between myself and God. Hello, God. Hello. Lord, I'm falling apart. Can you put me back together? I would rather not. Why? Because you aren't a puzzle. What about all the pieces of my life that are falling down onto the ground? Let them stay there for a while. They fell off for a reason. Take some time and decide if you need any of those pieces back. You don't understand, God. I am breaking down. No, you don't understand. You are breaking through. What you are feeling are just growing pains. You are shedding the things and the people in your life that are holding you back. You aren't falling apart. You are falling into place. Relax. Take some deep breaths and allow those things that you don't need anymore to fall off of you. Quit holding on to the pieces that don't fit you anymore. Let them fall off. Let them go. Once I start doing that, Lord, what will be left of me? Only the very best pieces of you. I'm scared of changing, God. I keep telling you, you aren't changing. You are becoming. Me? Becoming who? You are becoming who I created you to be. A person of light and love and charity and hope and courage and joy and mercy and grace and compassion. I made you for more than the shallow pieces you have decided to adorn yourself with. You cling to with such greed and fear. Let those things fall off you. I love you. Don't change. Become, become, become. Become who I made you to be. I'm going to keep telling you this until you remember it. There goes another piece, Lord. Yep, let it be. So I'm not broken? No, but you are breaking like the dawn. It is a new day. Become who I made you to be. May the Lord bless us today as we allow the trials of life to mold us and help us to become who God intends us to be. The Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word yes to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at eight AM. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word YES to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.